This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thursday morning at ChicagoTribune.com, I did a deep dive on the quarterback situation. On Friday morning at ChicagoTribune.com, I did a, a deep dive on what's ahead for Kevin and Ryan and making these coaching decisions. And I had a source tell me early in the week that this feels like, quote unquote, a moment for the Bears. And I have gotten no indication that it is anything but a moment for the Bears when they go up to Green Bay on Sunday. I think this is a absolutely meaningful game in a lot of different contexts to measure how this team is finishing, to measure how both the coach and the quarterback fare in a situation with as much pressure and as much big game, uh, you know, feeling and stage that there is for this. I think this is a moment for this franchise and it's okay to embrace that moment and understands the stakes that come with that. If you go out and you beat the Packers by 30 points, the discussion changes. If you do, as you just uh, alluded to, blow a double-digit lead and 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 fall through the trap door again, that changes the discussion a little bit. And so that moment still has to play out before this discussion gets to the end point, and then you are able to start all these other conversations. You know, it, it is detailed here. You can prop up the late-season surge that the Bears have had. You can do as Kevin Warren did in that clip previously and say, I like the energy in the building. But you also have to zoom out at some point and say, who have we beaten? What are what, where are our signature wins? You got one so far. That's against the Lions a few weeks ago. There aren't others here. You have zero more opportunities to add any playoff teams to your victory list, and you've got two wins in two seasons against teams that made the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, like all of this is context. All of this is stuff that has to be sorted through. It's all going to be presented, you know, and, and laid out on the table. And I think there will become a point early next week, after exit interviews with the players, where Matt is allowed to sit in with those men and and um, basically have a voice in his performance review, you know, and that's going to influence some of the decision-making as well. Let me add something to the mix. And I don't know how relevant this is or isn't because uh, we've talked about it before. It seems to be an issue in every coaching search and seems like bears off every other off season. But if they do have these deep deliberations and they take their time and they, you know, start Monday night and they pour the coffee, they stay up late and they get up early. And it's midweek, late week before they determine. And, and let's say hypothetically that they wait. And after all that deliberation, the jury comes back and says, you know what, Matt Eberflus is guilty of, of coaching malpractice. <laughs> You're fired. OK, uh, when you wait, as long as you you at the Bears might wait to fire him or to look for a new coach, how much is there a risk of 
not being able to get in front of the process and finding the next one or his replacement? Do you run the risk of not being uh, one of the teams that, if you're going to have an opening, appeals to the most attractive candidates? And if you're going to upgrade, in theory, don't you want to be an aggressive, progressive uh, organization and, and kind of get in front of the decision but, or, or at least the pursuit and make your best case to whatever whatever candidate that might be. It depends on who you're interested in. There are new rules in place this year where uh, coaches that have teams in the playoffs can't do um, in-person interviews for, for head coaching jobs until the, after the divisional round. So you're going to have to wait a couple of weeks anyway if you're, if you're pursuing somebody that is currently involved with a playoff team. If you got a guy, you know, let's say Brian Callahan, who's a, a name that's come up a bunch and people I've talked to with the Bengals, he's going to be done on Sunday afternoon. And so if you want to have a, a quick in-person interview with him and get that going right away, you're going to have the luxury of doing that next week if, if you'd like to. Look, like all around the league, we're going to be monitoring firings, right? We know what Black Monday is in this league. We know what it what it, it does. I think there is an over-exaggeration every single year on the rush to fire and the rush to hire. You know, you can go through the the, 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 the dates that every organization has made their hirings and, and firings over the last 15 years, and there's no correlation to getting it right by how early you start or how late you finish. And so, like, I, I think, you know, for us and the, the, the public more specifically, you get caught up in the frenzied moment of we want to know now, we want to know now, we want to know now. And you don't have to know now. Like, like the, the whole goal is that, that you don't have to do this again if you decide to do it in the first place. So... I think there's great value in taking your time. Now, look, I'm not advocating pushing this off to the end of January, but you've got a few days here where, where Kevin and Ryan can sort through every damn thing that they want to sort through before they make a decision that, again, is going to impact the, the franchise for a long time to come. For me, I think the most complicating factor is you have to have, as we've talked about previously, this marriage between your coaching decision and your quarterback decision that gets really, really, really intricately complex here right away, you know, because like there are so many different avenues you can go down, but you have to go down whatever avenue you choose. It has to be with a clear cut vision on how to unite a coach and a quarterback. It can be the two guys that are currently employed here. It can be two new guys. It can be a mix and match in either way, but you better know what you want to do in that regard before you make any one of those decisions, because otherwise you put yourself into a pretzel that you're not going to be able to get out of. Okay. Let's pivot to the quarterback for a moment. Uh, then it, it, because I think the head coach, that's a good point. And I, I, I only say that because of. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You worry about, you worry about everything, but you think about coaches who get taken who might be offensive coordinators or the staff start to put together the longer you wait the more you fear you're going to miss out on somebody but that you made some made some good points there as it pertains to justin fields this is why this is what i wanted to ask you and i and i posed it on on the mullen haw show on friday morning and it was my reaction to the kevin warren piece <laughs> in chicago tribune i'm sorry oh, no don't do it don't say it chicagobears.com chicagobears.com <laughs> kevin warren's 18 hour day uh on new year's eve 
And, you know, they, they, uh, they did what professional websites do. They chronicled the day in the life. It, it wasn't journalism to me. I mean, I think that it was a big difference between what you did in the news judgment, you and Brian Casella and the Chicago Tribune and the brand and all that represents. ChicagoBears.com exists to promote the Chicago Bears brand and put it in the best possible light. And so that is a distinction between journalism and PR. And this is definitely PR. So I ask you this. It was, again, everything is about timing. It was dropped on the Friday of the final week of the regular season. Thursday. Well, Thursday night, excuse me. We talked about a Friday morning. It was the final week of the regular season with all of these questions looming and a quarterback in Justin Fields that has strong popular support from the fan base, maybe even loud it's the loudest public support that I can remember for a professional athlete in town, maybe since Derek Rose, you know, talking about a lot of the Cubs, they were, they, they kind of split the vote. Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, they had all their constituencies, but like, I can't remember an athlete in town, Dan, that was this popular from this loud of a fan base since maybe Derek Rose. Anyway, this is what I'm getting at. I know where you're going. Does a president who, it works for an organization and represents an organization as a front man who cares as much about popularity as this piece suggests he does. Could he be swayed or will it be part of the decision in, in, in bringing back Justin Fields because he's so popular with the fan base? I, I don't know the answer to that, but that was one of the questions I was left with with after reading that piece in chicagobears.com i feel uniquely qualified to answer this question and i i will do so as straightforwardly as i can my answer to that would be no that it wouldn't be fan amplified fan sentiment that would change the course of direction for someone who prides himself on his leadership skills now you are 100 percent dead on in, in noting that kevin warren is extremely image conscious you know that's something that comes up from people that like him and people that don't like him like they, they say kevin is is very image conscious and and, and i i would think that he'd be self-aware enough to admit that if you had him <laughs> on the air and asked him that that question so there is that element to it but the other part of Kevin Warren's DNA is to create grand goals, dream those with with you know the most fantastic vision you can, and then try to figure out what's realistic and try to pursue that. And so I think he is going to be driven in this next series of decisions to try to find a pathway that not just earns him uh, you know a, a January round of applause from people who, who want their current quarterback to stick around but he ultimately wants the, the round of applause when the confetti's coming down and Roger Goodell standing next to him with a shiny trophy like that is what motivates him it's what motivates Ryan Poles I can tell you both guys are intensely proud of being part of Super Bowl winners in their previous stops you know Kevin's is back with the Rams in the early uh, you know almost 20 plus years ago, obviously more recently, Ryan, with, with the Chiefs. And both of them will tell you that they were with those organizations during lean times where where the, the difficulty of the climb was obvious. And so they have great 
pride in, in kind of knowing that this, this isn't going to always be easy and you don't just knee jerk react and make decisions based on what will get you uh, a, a short term, um, like I say, a round of applause or, or, or this approval that, 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 that the goal here is to be uh, revered for a half century because you did something that no one in the last 40 years has done, which is taking the Bears to the playoffs, you know, in five consecutive years, which is uh, eventually playing in a Super Bowl, which is eventually trying to win that Super Bowl. So I think the driving force of this, David, will be what is going to get us the, 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 the grandest potential achievement and then that other stuff may be a factor i'm not going to minimize it or throw it out the window um but i just i don't i don't think kevin is is uh that i, I don't know what the word is i guess i'd say flaky to just be like oh the fans love justin so okay. that's what we're gonna rubber stamp at this maybe way. i asked maybe i asked it the wrong way um and, and i think that's a good answer I, I, and, and i i acknowledge that this may be a total overreaction but I've, i'm just being honest this was my reaction i'm wondering it's a good conversation about the role popularity will play or emotion will play in the decision if not it'll persuade him to keep and bring back Justin Fields because he's got, he's got seven out of every 10 bears fans wanting him to return and calling any criminal, any <laughs> opinion that opposed that a criminal opinion, as I was accused of having this morning. I got a lot of, a lot to talk about on that. Topic. Uh, okay. But it may, maybe not bringing him back, but, but do you think it would dissuade the bears from going in an unpopular direction? And maybe as maybe Caleb Williams at the end of this process is vetted, but still kind of unpopular popular do you think that would factor into the thinking or the thought process of an organization that is drafting number one overall no and getting somebody who's essentially the ceo of the company when they do no popularity it doesn't have anything to do with this okay. at all and i'll say that straightforwardly and i, and I just like I, I won't even waver on it and um you know, look like I don't know who the AdWords Wizards are that proclaim that there's, you know, 75% of Bears fandom is in favor of bringing back the current quarterback. That seems to be a social media generated concoction of people sitting in an echo chamber, creating their own polls and then putting them out there and thinking that they're scientific. Like that, I just, that's not what this is right now. And until someone shows me evidence from a official polling place, I think you, David, I think you suggested that in the, the glory days of the Chicago Tribune, when you were working there and there was resources and manpower that you would have uh, found a way as, as the editor to assign uh, a company, right. To do yes. a poll, to figure this out. Right. Right. We used to have one at our Scarborough used to do some researcher polls for us. I think we used to do that every so year, so often every couple of years, we would have the most popular teams in town. It was a great excuse to write a column. The Caleb Williams conversation will not come down to popularity. It will come down to a homework assignment that this organization has with a handful of people involved in this over the next 10 to 12 weeks of learning what makes this guy tick, of learning as I think we've talked about on this podcast before, how he handles pressure, how he handles criticism, how he handles failure, how he handles struggle, how he handles the spotlight. What are his goals? Is it, I had a, a former AFC offensive coordinator last week say, the one question I want to him to answer directly for me right away is, are you in this for championships or are you in this for stardom? There's a big difference, right? And, and so like when you're doing that personality testing, obviously the direct question to Caleb is going to be answered championships. Well, now talk to everybody around him. You know, talk to his coaches, his teammates at every stop, Oklahoma, USC, Gonzaga Preparatory High School in, in Washington, D.C. Um, you know, like go do your homework and, and, and get a get a a personality profile from people who know him best that tell you 
how you think he will handle what is a massive responsibility. Uh, in the piece I did on the quarterbacks this week at ChicagoTribune.com, I had someone say directly to me, he's not just walking into Chicago. He's walking into Chicago potentially to replace a very well-liked quarterback in Justin Fields. And so there is some, some thick skin that's required for that. There is some emotional stability that's required for that. The Bears have to, 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 to vet that out. They have to, they have to, they have to do their homework. And I think our audience should be prepared for this quarterback situation to drag out for a long, long time and to be the center of, you know, social media conversation and national debate conversation. And and every single day you're going to have a new talking head weighing in with some sentiment on this, but the bears part in this is to go do their homework and figure out whether he's there. I am, you know, the, the consensus right now, within the league, David, is that in this quarterback class, which is a really good quarterback class, it's going to have a lot of guys that Caleb Williams is the one guy who has the chance to be transcendent, right? Like you can still go find another quarterback in this draft. That's going to be a good player and take his team to the playoffs, you know, four or five times, but, but you've got one of those, the, the, the upside of, yeah. of Caleb Williams is that this guy takes you to a different mountaintop that you haven't visited in a long, long time. And so that, that that's how, how you want to explore uh, your scouting process with him. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Uh, and, and I, and I wonder, I wonder if if that will still be the feeling after he talks to everybody and every team's vet him. There's no way. There's no way yeah. to know that. Yeah. Right. No. It's, it's it's an intense homework assignment. It really is, and it's it's why uh, careers are on the line. You know, it's why that position is as studied as it is because it is it is complicated. And so, um, yeah. But but again, like I, I I like I think we get caught up sometimes because we have to live in a world where, and especially you, my God, you criminal, uh, where fans on a daily basis are ready to shout at you and ready to tell you what's, what's absolute fact, even though it's just absolute opinion, you know? And, 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 and so you get caught up in thinking that this is like this nonstop uh, tsunami of, of chatter that the decision makers are completely in tune to and completely influenced by. And I just think they're going to have their head down and their blinders on and, and, and put together a, a path that helps them make the most educated decisions.